What's up, y'all, and welcome to today's episode of Forte Catholic. I'm so glad that you found us. Liv Harrison is my co-host today. Uh, we talk about some holy stuff, which might be a surprise to some of you. We're talking about Lexio Divina, talking about dealing with tragedy. Uh, we're going to go through some some scripture. We're talking about uh, what to do in your faith whenever things feel dry or you feel far from God. This is... This is one of our deeper episodes in a while. We hope that you guys enjoy it. If you do, please hit that subscribe button wherever you are listening to the podcast or on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Forte Catholic. We hope that you enjoy it as much as we enjoyed making it. Have fun. What's up? And welcome to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Olivia Eugene. Harrison. Hello, Olivia. Hello, Taylor. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. You just rolled back into town. Uh, I just, did. Just in time for this. Just in time for this. Just for you. Yeah. Where were you <laughs> this time? Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Basically, I was in D.C. I never get to go to D.C. And I did zero D.C. things. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't do any... I, you know, presidential things or museums. So that kind of stinks. You were um, there on President's Day. <laughs> I was there on President's Day. I know. And somebody asked me in England, they were like, oh, do they do a big parade with like floating presidential heads? And I was like, they don't, but they should. Like there should be like a Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade situation going on on President's Day. But I think everybody should just excited to have the day off. There was uh, it was packed with people, packed. Uh, except uh, instead of Macy's, which is still re- relevant, it had to be like Sears Roebuck <laughs> for all these dead presidents that no one cares about anymore. <laughs> That's right, the JC Sears Penny Roebuck catalog. parade. We made the balloons out of concrete. They're not working too well. <laughs> that is so funny. No, it's true, and I had no idea it would be such a. a time to fly in. I mean, it was, listen, you'll love this story. I parked, I drove myself to the airport to be nice. And I parked my car at like the parking spot. I fly in last night and the line to get onto the bus to go to the parking spot, to go get my own car was so congested. I called Nathan and he came and got me to drive me to my car. Oh my gosh, Olivia. Golly. I knew you'd hate that. I hate it so much because one, I mean, I've used the parking spot. We're getting very particular right now, but I've used the parking spot multiple times. If you miss one bus or if you're not if you don't like get on one bus, there's another one coming in two minutes. And Taylor, secondarily I pictures. Secondarily, you could have Ubered and paid four dollars to go the quarter mile and not make your that. husband drive for an hour and a half. You jerk. I, you're I such you're such okay. a privileged jerk. <laughs> I did not ask him to. I sent him pictures and I was like, there's so many people. And then he goes, I'm only 20 minutes away. I'll come get you. I was like, seriously? And then it did not take 20 minutes. You know why? Because the entire universe was picking up people last night at the Houston airport. So it was not a good use of my time, his time, anybody's time. I, but I didn't, I didn't really call him that. And now you're wasting our time. It's not a good use of this time right now. (laughs) You're wasting everyone's time. (laughs) So there you go. I just wanted to give you one more reason to hate me. There you go, Taylor. Yeah, the list keeps building and building. I know. But to be fair, uh, I always love and despise you 50%. So as my <laughs> hatred grows, so does my love. So you have that. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> you let me know when it gets uneven. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, you've been too nice to me. We got to get some more hatred in here. <laughs> I had Nathan driving me to the parking spot. Yes, yeah, I hate you yeah, again. Yeah, that was yes. rough. That was rough. 
Um, we're gonna we're gonna pivot here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna warn people that we're gonna pivot here. Um, yeah. It was it was a pretty tough week for me, um, and you know usually here on the show it's like you know we're talking about the joy of the gospel and fun things, and joking around, and we will do that in our second and third segment. Um, but it was a tough week, and I and I've I tweeted about this um, as as a prayer request, and a lot of people responded. It meant a lot to me, uh, and I know it meant a lot to the family. But um, one of my former teens passed away uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it was it was uh, tough. One on the one side, just knowing how tough it was for the family. She was still young, um, you know, young twenties, um, and you know, I spent a lot of time with her when I was when I was her youth minister, and I spent a lot of time with her brother, who was also oh, I was also his his youth minister. Um, like they were, you know, they were the kids that would come over after school and be like, what are you doing here? Like I, I were, you know, like it wasn't like youth night. It wasn't whatever. I'm like, what? Like we had pews like in our hallway and I just walk out of my office to like, you know, go to the chapel or go to the restroom or go to the other office or whatever. And be like, why are you sleeping in a pew in the hallway of the parasol? You know? <laughs> um, so we spent a lot of time together. And uh, so two weeks ago, I, I got the news that, that she had passed away and I knew it was tragic for the family. Cause like when I was her youth minister, um, her mom passed away uh, from suicide. Um, so we walked through that with her and I knew it was hard for her. Um, and, and she took her life too, um, a couple oh, weeks Taylor. ago. So, I mean, it was, it was a really, really Ooh. tough, just first, first for the family, right? Just my heart just sunk for the family. Cause it's like, they've dealt with this already. Oh my right. Gosh. Um, mm-hmm. the, the grandmother, um, the grandmother, the parents, like the siblings, I mean, just, oh, uh, man, uh, mm. it was incredibly difficult. And then, mm. um, you know, so that that was like on the family side. And then my next thought was like, I've, I've never like I, I dealt with a lot of death as a kid. Like mm-hmm. I lost you know people in high school when I was in high school. We had we had, uh, you know, in, I think I've told the story before, like in one classroom uh, within the fall semester, we lost one a student, a friend of mine. And then we lost our teacher in the same semester. I mean, like there was a, just a lot of a lot of death for a person. Oh my gosh! Yeah, a lot of death That's for a person growing yeah. up. But yeah. I was literally just talking like the week before with, with a priest friend of mine who, um, when I was in LA, and there was a student at his school that miraculously is still alive because like he got in a b- very big car accident. And the doctors were like, he has like a 10, 15% chance of living and he's fine. Right. But I was talking wow. to the priest about a week after it happened. And he's like, I've been a priest for 10 years. and I've never lost a student. Right. Like, you know, you, you, you know, you do funerals mm-hmm. for, you know, people who are older and that's kind of, you know, like the, the, the natural circle of life, that sort of thing. Uh, but it never lost a student. We were just talking about that a week before. This is the first student that I've worked with that has died. And it was, it was, mm. it was pretty hard. Right. Um, both because she passed away, but also how, right? Like suicide mm-hmm. is, is, is it's a difficult thing. You know, you're sad for the person. You're sad for the family. You're sad for everybody that it affects. Like uh, she had two little kids. I mean, it's just incredibly, oh, in- incredibly tragic. Um, so I went to the funeral this weekend uh, back home, you know, uh, Angleton, which is you know, the city cl- right next to Lake Jackson where I grew up, where I was her youth minister. And uh I just felt like I needed to go. I felt like I needed to be there, you know? And mm-hmm. so uh, I, I drove into town Friday night, got to hang out with my family, see my family, have dinner, you know, um, see my best friend. Like it was, it was, it was a good time. But then Saturday morning, I uh, went to the funeral 
And it's this weird thing because it's like I was their youth minister and I was really close to both of them for the two years I was there. But then I left like, you know, and like, I, you know, like maybe DM the her older brother, you know, on Instagram, maybe once a year. So it's like we hadn't incredibly kept in contact. Right. Um, but then I go to the funeral and it, and it was this it was this interesting thing. Um, I'm, I, I'm sure you've been to a funeral like this. A lot of times it doesn't happen in Catholic circles, but it was cool to see it in Catholic in a Catholic church, really. Um, so the funeral was at 11. Normal funeral mass. Everybody's been mm-hmm. doing. I think most people listening have been mm-hmm. doing Catholic mm-hmm. funeral mass, right? But from ten to eleven, it was the like. Does anybody want to say something, right? And I've oh, been wow. to those, and I've been mm-hmm. to one last year for somebody else who committed suicide, and it's hard. Like those, the, yes, it, it's yeah. hard, right? It's hard mm-hmm. just to hear it. It's hard for it to not be just frankly awkward and kind of difficult, and I kind of mm-hmm. making making the situation worse. This was interesting because it did not make the situation worse, and it was not awkward. And it was because they did something really special. The um, the grandmother is just a staple in our community growing up. Incredibly holy, incredibly connected to the, to God, um, and I think you know, she was kind of the person preparing all of these things. So like somebody would come up and speak. So you know, uh, an aunt went up and spoke, and she was like crying. It was hard, right? But mm-hmm. then, but then a song would play, and that and like we, it was a prayerful experience, right? Uh, so somebody would share, and then they they sang a song, and then somebody else would would share, mm. and then we did like a decade of the Divine Mercy Chaplet, and then somebody else shared, um, and then the grandmother walked up to me, and uh, she's like, "Hey, can you lead a decade of the Rosary?" I'm like, "Sure." Mm-hmm. I, 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 what, what like I, I this completely unexpected because like I said, I hadn't talked to this family in years, right? And uh, she's like, can you lead deck of the rosary? I'm like, sure. And she's like, can you also explain what the rosary is and pick pick a pick a uh, like a thing to like one of the mysteries to reflect on and explain that a little bit? I'm like, sure. And I'm like, OK, I'll like kind of sit with it for a second and pick. She's like, we're doing it now. I'm like, oh, uh, OK. So <laughs> <laughs> so I walk up and it's, and it's it's one of those things where it's like I yep. did not plan to do anything at this funeral. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's like most of the family doesn't know me like. You know, I, yeah. I, I knew that like the, the older brother and the grandma would appreciate me being there. And that's why I went. Right. Um, and just for some, you know, kind of prayer and closure for myself. Um, and so I'm, <laughs> I'm like, this is what the rosary is. And then, and then we start praying. She's like, what, what mystery? I'm like, oh, crap. I didn't, I, you know, I hadn't thought of it, you know. So uh, but got to lead the rosary and then, you know, just kind of went back to my seat. And, and uh, we started the funeral mass pretty, pretty much after that. And then it was just kind of a blessing. Um, I didn't really know too many people at the funeral. At the funeral, and then there was a there was like a meal after. So I went over to the meal and I okay. sat down just randomly, right? Mm-hmm. And then I saw that the older brother, who I was close with, um, he didn't have anybody sitting next to him, and I got to what? go sit next to him. Oh my gosh! And we okay. got to hug and talk, and then like what we did for forty five minutes was just laugh and reminisce, right? After a really mm. tough day, so. It, it was it was it was a difficult experience, but I'm I was I was glad that I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a really tough, really tough couple of days for for sure. Um, and you know, we usually avoid those kind of things here on the show. But um, I just kind of wanted to well, one share it, and two thank everybody for their prayers. I mean, like like hundreds of people commented that they were praying. Um, it was felt. We appreciate it. Uh, but then also just kind of to open up the conversation about how there was actually some prayer and hope. Um, in that situation so I've talked for a while now I love no I mean I think obviously you were supposed to be there for a lot of reasons um, but I think also what's interesting about funerals and especially those that are strong about 
around suicide is that you definitely go there to be for the grieving family, right? Because it's like, it's, it's, death is not easy, no matter what. It's not easy if it was a long drawn out death, if it was a sudden death, if it was self-imposed death. Death is death, you know, but there's different like heaviness that comes with each kind, right? Someone who had cancer for a long time or someone who had a illness for a long time and suffered, you know, greatly. You have this, you have this terrible feeling of, well, thank goodness they're not in pain anymore, but then you're really sad. Or if something's sudden, of course, there's all the pain that comes with that. But suicide is definitely in a whole different unique box because I think what those of us who are left behind from suicide, you can't help but go into the constant what if I had called? What if I had said this? What if yeah. I reached out? What if I, whatever. And you become a part of the story, you know, whereas then the other deaths, it, it, you really probably couldn't have done much. You know what I mean? Like, um, so I think that's where suicide, in my opinion, takes it up a notch in your personal reaction to it or, you know, experience with, with it, um, is that you do. And then you start thinking, who do I need to reach out to? You know, who, where am I failing as a whatever? First of all, it had zero to do with anybody else, right? Suicide is very complicated. The church recognizes that now. And, you know, mental health is, is a huge um, issue that everybody's facing now. Um, but it is complicated, but it is also a good reflection to pause and say, okay, where can I step into other people's stories or what do I need? You know, where am I at with what's going on with me? And um, I think what's interesting also is that it, you do go to funerals to support, but even though you were removed, Taylor, I mean, this was somebody in your life and it sounds like, you know, you're grieving just, you know, not, obviously not as much as the family, but you are in grief and to get the gifts that you got and for you to be there for the brother, I think is just really cool. So I want to say thank you for sharing. I know that's not something that you love to do, but I think it's necessary to talk about, you know? Yeah. Um, I had been to a couple of funerals for suicide before, and this one was different. Um, sure. So I know f like for me growing up, and I think a lot of people in the church understood like when I was growing up and I, I I'm, I'm sure it was the same for you, but like growing up for me, like I was taught that the church taught, like if you commit suicide, you're going straight to hell. Was that, mm -hmm. was that no your mass? Experience? You can't get buried in a Catholic, like right. all sorts of things you would hear. Right. right. Yeah. So it, it was hard because that was like my understanding when a friend of mine, a teammate of mine in high school committed suicide. I'm just like, really? Like he was a, Generally good dude, generally good dude, went to church, <laughs> had some trauma in his life, and then took his life. And I was and like, now he's in hell. Yeah. Right. It's like, yeah. What? Um, yeah. So I, I know that, like, the understanding of um, mental, mental illness being an illness, you know, like people can die of from cancer, they can die from uh, this Diabetes. disease, they can die from whatever, right? Right. Um, and, and, like, now mental health being, being part of that. Um, it has changed my perspective. It, and mm -hmm. so this was one of the more hopeful funerals for somebody who committed suicide that, that I have been to because um, it was reiterated over and over again. Like she was a baptized person. She went to first communion. She mm. wrestled with faith. You know, we, mm. we like uh, she w was a person of faith. She cared. She prayed. Um, and she struggled with mental health for a long time. It was a sickness. Long time. Right. Um, so 
just like the, the hope, right? Because it's one of those things that like with any funeral, like you don't want to say at any funeral and the church is very careful to not to, the church does not say that anyone is in hell or anyone is in heaven. Um, the only people that the church says definitively are in heaven are canonized saints. And that process takes years after someone's funeral. Right. right? So right, like at, right. at the funeral, it's like a dare that we hope that, that this mm. person is in heaven, that they are in mm-hmm. a better place. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't say definitively either way. And there is not a definitive person, period. The church has not said that Hitler is in hell, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Most likely, you know, <laughs> you know, I mean, there's a most likely and there's evidence. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, but we, you're, that's a good point. We don't have a process. Like we have a process to find out who of us gets in to heaven. It's like the, it's like the Academy Awards. <laughs> you know, right. you find out who is best actor, you know. So we have this process for saints, but you're right. We don't have a process for and canonized for hell. Right, yeah. Hitler. Right, yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and what do you call them? I don't know. I mean, what would be the opposite of a saint? The crowd erupts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. No, yeah. that's a very good point. We don't know. We yeah. don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So no. Yeah. That's I'm glad that you said that about what was happening at this funeral and why and how that it was so different. I think that's really beautiful. I think we've learned a lot about mental health and about everything and that we don't know. And who are we to say? And, you know, the other thing, Taylor, I don't know about you, but I used to hear a lot. Wow. They're really selfish. Wow, what a selfish thing to do. And I, that never sat well with me because I, I'm thinking to actually impose enough harm on yourself, however you do it, doesn't seem really selfish. You know what I mean? It seems pretty awful, pretty sad to get to a place where you're like, this is what I'm doing. This is my choice. You know, like that it's a choice. Like as if you're picking between, do I want cheese on my burger or do I just want a plain burger today? You know what I mean? Like that's... We, we've simplified it. You know, we went black and white, especially with death, especially with illness. People all the time ask me stuff about, you know, being over when I lost 300 pounds. Oh, how'd you do it? Oh, okay. You got three seconds. Like, it's going to be an easy answer. You know, they want something very black and white and tangible. And I get that. You should that. just look them in the eye and be like, Atkins, and then walk away. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> or, or my favorite question is, uh, what finally made you decide to do it? Oh, okay. Because at 458 pounds one day, I just woke up and said, well, this is no yeah. more fun. I, I finally found a mirror. And I was like, God. Something's got to change. Yeah. I just want to sit in a chair, everybody. Right. I mean, like, you know, like it was just this one decision and that's not life. And same with death, you know, and especially suicide. It's not like somebody was like, well, I'm feeling really selfish today. I think this ought to be fun. That's ridiculous. That, that it really was upsetting for a long time. So I'm very happy that the church and everybody else is starting to see, wow, this isn't selfish. This is something that must be really awful. Yeah. And something that the church does um, very well is that that I think society doesn't do very well is that the ability to hold two things to be true at one time, right? I love that. That that on one hand, this is a tragedy, and yet there can still be hope. Um, even even to your point about the, um, there's still a part of me. Uh, there's still a part of me that still believes that it is a little a little bit selfish, right? Um. I think growing up, it was 100% viewed as selfish, right? Mm -hmm. But I think we can hold these two things in hand of like, this is an illness and a sickness. And yet, if you do this, you know, it's going to hurt everyone around you too, right? Mm -hmm. So we can hold those two things. Like nobody's happy that this happened, right? It's not like everybody's free from this, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So we can hold multiple, multiple things um, at at one time, right? And um. I, I, there's a quote that I heard actually the sun. So I, I went to, uh, to church Sunday the day after the funeral. And there was a quote from, uh, 
one of the best-named human beings ever, Corey Ten Boom. You might have heard, heard, heard of her. Uh, she said, when a train goes through a tunnel and it gets dark, you don't throw away the ticket and jump off. You sit still and trust the engineer. And it was in the context of prayer. Like, I, you know, I, I, had, I had a thing with Father Anthony a couple episodes ago of, like, I feel like prayer is not getting answered. Like, like when, you, when you feel darkness in prayer or a tragedy happens or, you know, dealing with mental illness or whatever, right? When the train goes through the, uh, the tunnel and it gets dark, you don't throw away the ticket and jump off. Because then where are you? <laughs> Right, you're stuck in a dark place that you can't see, and now, right, now right. you're lost. Right, uh, mm-hmm. you sit still and trust the engineer. So, um, when it comes to prayer and like dealing with the the after ripples of tragedy, it meant a lot. Right, I, mm-hmm. it, it's dark right now, but I need to trust the engineer. Right, I I wish that she would have trusted the engineer. Right, uh, I get that it's a it's a sickness, but I can still wish that she's still here. Right, um, and and then. You know, so th- there's just it's just being able to hold these two things together and it's kind of a it's kind of difficult but at the same time it's it's something that we can do and something that we can wrestle with um because you know th- there's going to be literally in this quote like a light at the end of the tunnel at mm-hmm. some point mm-hmm. we just got to trust and, and it's hard because i know multiple times when things get difficult I'm the guy, I'm the dummy that jumps off the train and be like, it's so dark. I want to get off. And then I'm literally stuck there. Can't, don't know how to get out. And I'll probably get hit by the next train. You know, like. <laughs> that would happen to Yeah, me. exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. So. Yeah, no, you're right. And you, I mean, out of the two of us, I definitely, <clears throat> just to, to, I know that mental health is not something that you vastly struggle with. This is not something that you've really, which is a blessing. You have had touches with it and you have been open about, you know, Hey, you know, I never really went through this and now I kind of am. And I, I'm starting to kind of get whatever it is different for those of us who deal with chronic illness, who deal with either mental chronic illness or physical chronic illness. I have both. And I have to say being chronically mentally ill is vastly more difficult than anything I've ever gone through. And, um, and it is hard. And I think, I think you make a good point. Both and can happen. And of course, of course you wish that your friend was here or that there was something that what else could have happened or could have been done or could, and could have been, I mean, listen, life is like a choose your own adventure, right? I mean, if a different door had been chosen, who knows? But I think you're right to use that quote for you to go, but we've got to lay that down and find peace with the truth is the truth. This is where we're at there. And here's the hardest part about death. You can't undo it. That's what I think is so hard. It's not like you could be like, okay, I got the lesson. I learned it now. Let's go back. Let's go back a week ago. It's hard. There's so few things that we really have so finite. And this is it. Like, that's it. She's gone. That's it. Oh gosh. It's like, I can't breathe. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's difficult to really grasp and understand that that's it. There's nothing else. Um, and so that concept is what gets me through a lot. Like there will be nothing past that. <laughs> like that's it. And I'm, and thank God I haven't gotten, I've, I've flirted with that line. Um, and I've talked about it, but I haven't gotten to that point. And I can't imagine what that must be like to actually be there. You know what I mean? Cause I've gotten close, but that's, that's tough, you know? And so these, her family definitely needs a ton of prayers, especially the children, um, that's a lot to carry. So I'll be praying for you, Taylor and praying for the family. Thank you for sharing with us. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Tough week. So, uh, thank tough you week. guys that have, have been praying that, that saw 
my prayer request for that. If you didn't, uh, continue prayers for the family uh, and for me. We're all still kind of dealing with this. So uh, don't go anywhere. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about um, Lexio Divina. We'll be right back. We have some exciting news here at Forte Catholic. We are growing. As many of you guys know, it has been just me since we uh, launched full-time um, in, you know, April of 2020. And we've just been trucking along, and there's been a lot of work for one little person, or one very large person, I guess. Um, well, in May, one of the contractors that has been uh, doing some uh, audio, audio video uh, editing to help me out, because there's been a lot of that, um, he is graduating in May, and I'm going to hire him. But I need your help. Um, we have enough funds to get him some hours, but I'd like to hire him part-time and eventually full-time. But, but we need the funds. Those of you guys uh, that have been listening for a while know that we are a nonprofit. So here's what I need. Uh, I'm going to ask some people individually, but I thought I'd also throw it out here on the show. What we need is about $1,500 a month. Um, that's that's how we make everything happen. We make the show happen, how I pay for you know my salary to pay for uh, taking care of my family. But also, as we continue to grow, uh, we're going to need some more funds. And that's where you can come in. I'm looking for 15 people to give $100 a month. It is tax deductible. It's just like you know, tithing, giving to the church, all that, all that sort of stuff. We'll send you... Uh, a receipt uh, every month whenever you give but also it's super easy uh to set up some recurring giving so that's uh 15 people at 100 dollars a month if you can do that that would be great um you can do that at fortecatholic.com slash donate what if you're saying oh taylor i can't give 100 dollars a month but i can still help well just mentally uh, $50 a month is 30 people. So it all adds up. We could really use your help as we continue to grow so I can try to get my sanity back and be able to work on uh, growing the ministry and not just editing audio and video for, you know, 50, 60 hours a week. That would be great. So um, help us out. You know, if you like um, what we have been doing here with the show, our YouTube channel, our ministry stuff, and you want to support um, this type of stuff in the church, we would ask for your help there. ForteCatholic.com slash donate. Thanks, guys. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll, and that is Olivia Newton-John. Uh, Olivia. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's one thing that uh, it always cracks me up, and I think I brought it up a couple of months ago, but uh, this show is different than when I go give talks and lead retreats. <laughs> right, yeah. So I yeah. think a lot of people think that when I go lead a retreat for confirmation, it's just like this show, and it is not. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Uh, like, I can still say some jokes and that sort of thing, but it's like, I don't know, preaching about Jesus trying to obtain conversions for the Lord. It's, it's a little different than what we're trying to do here on the show, which is more for entertainment and maybe a little bit of trying to, to get some a conversion. Bit. So, yeah. Um, and that's mostly just conversion for me. That's what, that's what the people want. So, um, one of the things that um, anytime I lead a retreat, I used to just lead worship at it. Like, that was the prayer experience. I'd lead worship in the morning, and then maybe in the afternoon, and then, like, you know, in the evening during mm -hmm. adoration or whatever. And then I realized, one, uh, a lot of parishes don't have, like, praise and worship. They're not used to it. So it was kind of like, why would I Why would I do something that they're not going to participate in, one, or have right. to teach them? And right. then, and then I, I'm a relatively talented musician, so then they enjoy it, and then they go back to their mass, and it sucks, and then they're just right. mad. So yeah. I realized that after many, many years. It took many years for me to realize this. Taylor, um, I gave the people too much. Right. I'm too talented. <laughs> I'm so I'm, amazing. I made you even more bored at mass than you already were. <laughs> 
Listen, it's a cross. It's your cross, Taylor. It's my, my cross to bears. I make everyone else look bad. So, That's awesome. Um, but I, I, so I realized that, but I also realized that like the church offers us so many different ways to pray. Uh, mm-hmm. And some of them work better for others than than they do. Like my biggest one, my favorite way to pray is praying with scripture, reading scripture, praying about it. Stuff like Lexio Divina, things like the Rosary, more difficult for me. Things like praise and worship, great. Things like um, sitting there and and silently, you know, waiting on the Lord to say something. I'm too fidgety. Like so, there there are there are ways. You found that, your things, yeah. Right. So and it's like. That's the beauty of the church is that there's something for all of us, right? True. Um, so one of the things I started doing on retreats is offering different types of prayer. So typically we'll do Lexio Divina. We'll do this like uh, I, I talked about it years ago on the show, but it's like it's it's essentially the four pillar, the four ways that we can pray: pray praise, Thanksgiving, confession, mm-hmm. and then petition. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'll teach them to do that in a real quick, quick and easy way. Uh, but then Lexio Divina. Have you had much experience with Lexio? I've had more experience during the pandemic than I did prior to. Like, I feel like right before the pandemic, that's a little close. I mean, that's a little ridiculous. I had just kind of started hearing about it. I didn't, I'll say this, I did not grow up with it. I wasn't taught it. And when I was in, you know, youth group back in 1812, we didn't have it. And I feel like it just kind of came onto the scene in the, you know, mid 2000s. It was kind of becoming like a buzzword in the Catholic circles. Could be wrong, but yeah, all I think of a you're sudden about 1,500 years too late, but sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I meant where it was showing up in youth ministry because right. I've been in youth ministry since I was a youth. And all of a sudden they'd be like, okay, time to do Lexio Divina. And then I saw that C in the middle of the Le- Lectio Divina. And I was like, why are they all? thing an x like i didn't know what it was does that make sense but i would show up to retreats and they would do it and i was like what are we doing i don't why are we doing this so i had never heard of it until kind of before and then during the pandemic a lot of people started doing it um online and stuff because it was easy to do between zooming so i know a little bit i feel i don't feel very rooted i feel strong in the rosary grew up with that (laughs) so yeah but i have done it you're old and boring and i've got the newfangled thing that the church just invented in in your eyes (laughs) i can't uh but to be fair to be fair uh it wasn't i I didn't turn 50 before i learned lexio divina but i i hadn't heard about it until college same with with uh literally hours there's another one that i like teaching people because it's like Literally hours, the official prayer of the church, not mass. Everybody thinks it's mass. Lexi Divina, uh, not Lexi Divina. Literally hours, official prayer of the church. Um, no one's ever heard of it. So I like right. I like introducing these new things and or, uh, things that are very old that are new to people, right? Exactly. Um, like mom jeans. <laughs> n- no, I don't see any connection there at all. So I'm just like gonna... it used to be a thing, and now they're a trend. Anyway, <laughs> it's fine. Okay, never, never mind. worn them. So uh, <laughs> Lexi Divina. Divine reading, uh, that, you know, so it's praying with scripture. You read a passage of scripture and the most, most typical way to do it is you read it three times. The first time you're just trying to get the, like, what is the story actually saying? Just an, a, a mental understanding of what is actually happening in this story, right? Uh, the second time you read it, you um, pick a word or a phrase. What word or phrase is jumping out to you as you're reading this because we've all been like, we've had a similar experience like at mass where you hear that we hear the same readings over and over again. We have the same exact readings every Easter. We hear the same readings every three years. You know, you've heard these stories before, but you're in a different place. Uh, you have different, 
positives going on in your life. You have different negatives going on in your life. The stories hit you differently. So different pieces of it stick out to you. So this word or phrase, which one's sticking out to you today? And then pray with that word or phrase and like pray and think about why that word or phrase is sticking out to you. And then on the third reading, um, just essentially read, pray for a few minutes, read, pray for a few minutes. The third reading is, okay, how is like how is this going to apply to my life? And then respond to God in prayer. So that's a kind of basic, you know, mm-hmm. there are fancy other Catholic words, but that's kind of a basic understanding of how to do this. And so I've been doing it at retreats. I did it on these last two retreats in uh, Seattle and L.A. And uh, they go really well. Uh, I think Lexio is really helpful for us today because one mm. a lot of people just struggle with what to say in prayer i don't know what to say you know uh, yeah. I, yeah. I i i hear that i should pray but I, then i go to sit down i'm like uh hey god you know yeah maybe i'll say our father yeah yeah but um reading the scripture it's like essentially god speaking to it's a conversation it's more of a conversation right god right. speaks to us through his word we get to ponder that listen to that and then um, you know, respond in kind, right? So it's more of a God talks, I talk. God talks, I talk. God talks, I talk. Um, sounds that sounded weirder and weirder the longer I did it. God talks, I talk. God talks, I talk. talk, 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 talk. <laughs> like a train. <laughs> there you go through that tunnel, Taylor. Right. Um, yeah, exactly. I just jumped off the train. Oh no! So um, one of the stories that I've been doing this with um, is the parable of the sower. So we're going to do this and okay. um, kind of um, do it. Like, I, we're not praying. We're doing a podcast. But uh, we're going to kind of walk through it. I don't, know, here, I don't know if you Yeah. Go do something else. You are not welcome here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go help the Ukraine. Okay. All right. Here we go. Um, thanks for nothing. That meant absolutely nothing. That meant less than your last comment. Okay. Um, <laughs> he spoke to them at length in parables saying, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell on the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground where it had little soil. It sprang up at once because the soil was not deep. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, scorched, and it withered for lack of roots. Some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it. And some seed fell on rich soil and produced sixty and a hundred, a um, hundred or sixty or thirtyfold. Whoever has ears ought to hear. You've heard this story before, yes? Yes. Fa- what fairly <laughs> fairly self-explanatory so yeah, G- no, jesus explains it to his disciples before but i'm going to see if you can explain it pretty well so um <laughs> the seed uh, we're applying this to the spiritual life yes so some right. seed fell on the path and birds ate it up how is how yeah. is that comparable to the spiritual life uh i feel like if it's something that's shallow you know something that isn't really spiritual enough that's just kind of um not really deep rooted, you know, doesn't really take root. Doesn't, it's easy for somebody to come in and get, so it's just kind of surfacey, you know, yeah. like I would say like, Oh, I say grace before meals. I'm super Catholic, you know, but then you don't go to mass. You don't, you know, whatever. So yeah, maybe grace before meals isn't going to get you through spiritually for all of life. If that's it. Do you see what I'm saying? I don't, I can't really think of a great example, but I, I just pictured like Bradley Cooper as Jesus ever since you said the word shallow. <laughs> In the shadows, Listen, I'm okay with Bradley Cooper looking like Jesus. <laughs> it's been Obi-Wan Kenobi for years, and now it's Bradley Cooper. Um, That's so funny. Some fell That's on my r- interpretation. I'm yeah. not saying it's right. 
Oh, I, I'm not either. Uh, I don't. I don't endorse anything you say on this show. Uh, some fell on rocky ground where it had little soil. It sprang up at once because the soil was not deep, and when the sun rose, it was scorched for it, and it withered for lack of roots. What is that? What is that one like in the spiritual? To life? me, that feels like if you're really not at all doing any. Like I feel like the rocky part is the part that sounds really interesting to me. That you're just interested in what you want to do, like a selfishness a darkness that you're just out sitting. Like, it feels like the prodigal son when he's like, peace out, dad. I'm going to take all my stuff and go visit all the girls and spend all my money and go eat at all the restaurants. St. Augustine, you know, that kind of a thing. Like, I feel like you're just like, whatevs. I, I feel like you're just not even into it. For that's me, my, that's how I always heard it. For me, it's the mm. retreat high. So where it's like, it's because the first mm. one is like, the, seed, the seeds don't even get planted, right? The, the, the birds come in and do it. So, for me, it's like these got planted, but they're in rocky soil. They're not really okay. planted. So, you know, after a couple of days, it wears off. It's the retreat high. You're like, I'm I super, like that. super like into that. Jesus. And then you're doing drugs on the next Friday. You know, that sort of thing. That's um, fair. <laughs> some seed fell among thorns and the thorns grew up and choked it, uh, which is, is funny to me because I picture like. They become animated and like a, a picture like an asparagus being choked. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's probably like, um, geez. I mean, like, I kind of feel like that's like people get very lost in like new agey kind of stuff, you know, like thorns that like, this isn't actual spirituality. This is an actual, you know, um, atheism or, you know, things like that. Like, but they subscribe to it. Does that make sense that they're like, oh, this is it. I'm going to go in with the moon and the wolf and the whatever. That's how I always kind of. That's interesting because I don't think you're wrong. I think it's I think it's just a very particular. I think this one yeah. can get pretty personal because I think the quote unquote thorns for us are all very That's different. True. Maybe maybe you're tempted to go new agey. For me, it's like just distractions and busyness and uh, the the rest of life just kind of choking out faith. And then finally, the rich soil. That was pretty obvious. What does that you know, one mean? <laughs> deep, deep, deep faith, you know. So, um. <laughs> So like that's kind of the first part of Lexia Divina, just reading it, trying to understand mm-hmm. what's actually mm-hmm. happening in the story, what is Jesus actually saying. The second one is the word or phrase. And the way that we're going to do this for the show today is which which place do you think you find yourself in right now? Because I, I think, honestly, one of the reflections I had when I was reading this the other day is like, I think I've been in all of these within the last six months. You know, like, <laughs> depending on the say, day. <laughs> can your seed move? Like, can it, like, be blown up by the wind and move to the next plot? Yep, and, that, like, now I'm in the rocky pollination. plot. Yes. <laughs> I get, it floats up again. I mean, yeah, I, 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 geez. I mean, Taylor, I probably this week I've gone in between. You know what I mean? Like, multiple ones i i do not and i'm i know that you probably share this this is going to be the hardest part of lexia divina you have to pick one word or phrase to focus on olivia i know i understand (laughs) but i was gonna say i i do not feel like i'm a a person that stays in one if that makes sense you know what i mean and i wish i was in the merch probably right now with your definition of the rocky one i would say probably there that's probably where i'm at yeah me too so it's like the the other things coming up to to, to cho- no no sorry 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 mine's the thorns the, the you're the, the thorns the thorns I'm, I'm with your rocky one though not yeah, my yeah. rocky one yeah, yours yeah. <laughs> uh shout out to rocky mccormick uh so uh, uh. <laughs> the, uh you're in the thorns okay that's yeah fair. To where like just it's it's not like i i'm in a bad place in my faith things are going well at the parish it's not like i'm in a bad place at all it's just like there's a lot of other stuff coming up mm. to like mm-hmm. take my attention take my time um, even just tiredness, busyness, you know, um, yeah. just being exhausted. Um, yeah. It's kind of 
where I'm at. So uh, the third part for for Alexio is, um, you know, you, hopefully you you have some actual more time to pray about it. We're not going to pause because that's bad at podcasting. But uh, the the takeaway for you, after, you know, so after you've read the story, we, you and I have talked about it. If you're doing Alexio, you've prayed about it. Um, What's the takeaway from hearing the story where you're like, today or this week, I'm going to do this? It, well, I was doing really well with the Father Mike uh, Schmidt's uh, Bible in a Year podcast. We don't um, talk Nathan, about that podcast here. Okay. Nathan, <laughs> and my, Nathan, my husband, and I would listen. And I'm not someone who sits down with the Bible and who does scripture. Like, that's not how I was taught to encounter Christ. And it's something that I, I actually love. But it seems like... Like you stressed me out saying that you do this because I my first thought is how do you know what to read? Like that's the first thing that stresses me out. And then a lot of people say, well, I just read the readings for the day. And randomly I was like, in the New Testament. Open I mean, up randomly see, in the New some Testament. people do random. Some people do the the things for the day. Like it stresses me out. So the Father Mike thing. I'm not promoting the podcast. I'm just I'm just saying he does not nice. need any help. Yeah. He does. I mean, no. <laughs> but he it's already chosen for me. Does that make sense? That's what was so attractive, and it's listening. Um, oh, I, so, I tell you what, that's not what attractive. was attractive about that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> They're not stupid, this Catholic church, finding the hottest priest out there to do it. So I, I'd like to get back. Thank you, because I actually had kind of forgotten that I wasn't doing it. Does that make sense? Have you ever done that where you were doing something really consistently? And then when it goes away, sometimes you don't even realize, like, sometimes I know I'm avoiding something. And then sometimes like you today, I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't done the podcast. I totally forgot. So thank you, Taylor. Yeah, that's my takeaway. The thing that I realized that I uh, I need to cut out of my life as a distraction is you, actually. So you're actually not going to come back for the final segment. That's my takeaway from this. You're the th- you're the thorn choking me. Leave me alone. <laughs> can't say something nice. He can't say something uh-uh. nice. We nope. can't have nice things. Uh, as my hatred grows, as does my love. I love that because that means I can say whatever I want now. <laughs> It's the oh greatest. It might be the greatest tool I've ever created, other than that, my son. That uh, that was it. That's hilarious. Oh my gosh, I love it. So, what is your takeaway for real? Um, I think for me, it's it's the um, like honestly, I think it's happening naturally. Uh, because like I was, I traveled three weekends in a row now. Yeah, so I think a lot, lot of the thorns was just busyness and stuff to do. Um. So I think, one, I've been thinking a lot about, like, family stuff, like, being able to spend time with family. But then also, um, like, I want to get back to, like, doing my devotionals, like, my, my scriptural devotionals and praying with scripture again. So um, that's that's what we that's what we think. Well, try it out. I, it, it just it really does help. Like, um, yeah. you know, the, the church actually says that all of our prayer should be accompanied with scripture. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we I have that. we have the mass, obviously, Alexio Divina, even the rosary is, you know, the rosary. You're, you're you're meditating on yeah. stuff from scripture. So, um, yeah, try it out. And Lexio can be single. Can I wanted to point this out. Can be in a group, but you can also do it by yourself uh, if yeah. you want to. Thanks for that. I appreciate that. You, you're <laughs> you've been on this show for three years and you have eight podcasts on your own. You can't tell when the host is trying to wrap up the segment. I know, but that's why Jeez I said it really fast. No, you cut me off. Go away. I'm so tired of you. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. (laughs) Guys, we did something that everyone's been telling us not to do. We talked about Bruno. We just did a Catholic Perspective series on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Forte Catholic. If you're not subscribed yet, you need to, and this might be the video to do it. I talked to Mari Pablo, Shannon Lass, Dr. Hector Weir about 
uh, Encanto and the spiritual impact, the uh, the cultural impact, the personal impact on all these three great people that I'd never gotten to um, interview before. Um, so it was it was an absolute blast. We've got stuff for Encanto. We've got stuff, other stuff from Disney Plus, Star Wars, and Marvel. Uh, we've also got this show. You know, every week uh, on in video, we've got talks. We've got music. Go subscribe today. We are closing in. Are getting closer and closer and closer to getting those thousand subscribers so we can become partners on YouTube. We're we're we've gotten like a hundred new ones this month. So thank you for that. If you haven't subscribed yet, do it. YouTube.com slash Forte Catholic and check out that Encanto video. <laughs> Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. You know what? I uh I forgot to share a very funny story. I think you will like this story. You ready for this? Yeah, am I here in the third segment? I'm not sure. I don't remember. You said I wasn't in this one. I mean, <laughs> the amount of times we fire each other just is impeccable. Uh, yes, so, I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, my daughter, my middle daughter, Magdalene Marie, sweet oh, Maggie. She is the sweetest of the children. She is, she's so sweet. She never does anything wrong. Uh-huh. Um, and, like, it's not just at home. Like, she's just a sweetheart. She's everywhere. a doll. Like, with, with everybody, right? So we got a very fun email. Last week. And it started with uh, incident with Maggie at school. Uh, let me see. Let me see if I can. Do you have it? I, I do. I do. You- <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to actually read it because I've been telling the story. But it, it's, it's better even, if you read it's it. It's even better if I read it. Let me, let me find it. Where's this gonna, thing at? It's going to go next to her like perfect attendance award. And Taylor would be the father that would print it out and like frame this because... Maggie is such a sweet. She's also snuggly. She's very like, she's just warm. She's just a warm kid. Recess incident. Hi. (laughs) This is from my my first grade sweet daughter's teacher. I'm emailing you about an incident that happened at recess today. Both first grade classes were enjoying cupcakes outside. When I heard Maggie say to a friend, you sit your ass down right here, and then I'll sit my ass down right here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like not cussing oh. anybody out. Just so sweet. You sit like, your ass down right here. I'll sit oh my ass down right here. My gosh. Cause you, all you sent me in a text was Maggie used the word ass at school. And I <laughs> thought, Oh, she's probably like, stop being an ass or like, you're nope. da, da. and that is the sweetest, most innocent way to use that word. Oh, the, did you just the die teacher continues? Laughing? I oh I God. was I, it was one of my proudest parenting moments, and I'll tell no you why. Uh, I was very shocked when I heard this from her, <laughs> as it's not typical behavior or typical language that I hear Maggie use. I asked her if she knew it was a bad word. She said no. Oh, baby. <laughs> I explained that we should not use that word. It's bad to use with our friends or at all. She did mention that she heard it from the show The Mass Singer that she said she watches at home because we as a family watch The Mass Singer. It is a family show. But once an episode, Nick Cannon, who's you know been hosting everything. It's such a His fun show. Life. We love it. It's one of the things that we do together as a family. Oh, that's and cute. And he looks up at Ken Jeong once an episode. Hilarious comedian. Uh, yeah, I love uh, Ken. So funny. 
Uh, he looks up at Ken because Ken is the worst host of the. I mean, he's the worst at playing mass singer. He's hilarious though. He helps carry the show comedically. He's not good at guessing who the best singers are. He's the worst. Yeah. So he gets up and does does these soliloquies. It's like you would sing, and he'd be like, you know, that's probably Abraham Lincoln. It's like no, he's dead, and that's a woman. Like he's so bad at the game. So he just goes on these long soliloquies, and Nick once an episode looks up at Ken and says, Ken, sit your ass down. <laughs> <laughs> so and what do we do as a family every time that happens we laugh with all of the crowd sure it's funny it it's actually funny. it's a tradition of the show we like it but yeah you know uh so she heard it and it was a nice thing between friends because those two guys love each other uh yeah. so she said it between her friends and i was mad at her zero percent i love that kid so much it was so yes. funny one of the greatest things that's ever happened and I don't think that's how the teacher wanted me to respond to that email. But I I am just so proud of her. She's so sweet. <laughs> She's the best. <laughs> she wasn't wrong. I mean, it is a bad word, but I think it's a bad word if you say it badly, especially ass. Like, I mean, that can be a donkey, too. It's like it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. Fine. And she wasn't like saying it with malice or intent. And I think that goes. I think our words have tremendous weight, but I think it definitely has to do with the intention and what, and, and she had the sweetest intention. She's like, sit your ass down. Not even like <laughs> sit your ass down. Like she was like, sit your ass down. I'll sit my ass. She included herself. She's so sweet. She's so sweet. Uh, it, it, made, it made me so happy. That is um, so sweet. I love that story. That's awesome. So, uh, I was reminiscing uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it was not when I was in first grade and cussing somebody out, because I probably did it with a little bit more malice than she did. Uh, You're not Maggie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not at all. Um, she's, her mother. she's her mother. She's her mother's daughter, for yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, the, for the other, sure. The other two are mine. <laughs> for uh, sure. So, uh, I was reminiscing to a time when I was in, like, junior high. It was probably early high school, actually. Um I was doing something. This will surprise people. I do this once every few months just for kicks and giggles um, and to try to be a better person. It's one of the rare things that I do. Once every month or two, I turn on local Christian radio and listen to the songs, uh, you know, the same eight songs that they play over and over again. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's like, I, I need to connect with God. I'm busy. I'm driving. Let's, let's have a little worship session here in the car. Right. Uh, shocking. I know that I would it's try I'm shocked. or listen. Um, but the joke is that they say they play the same eight songs and they're all 10 to 15 years old. Right. But <laughs> then I was listening to it and it, and it was, it was like, you know, they're playing. I can only, only imagine every other song for, you know, <laughs> 20 minutes or whatever. Um, but I've been doing this for about a year now where, where I kind of check in every, every month or two or whatever, and maybe on the way to church, that sort of thing. Um, you know, I, I always say, you know, we're, we're running late. We're going to miss the opening hymn. So we just turn on K love, call it a day. Um, so I, uh, I was listening and let's see if you remember this song, because this took me back. Take this world from me. I don't need it anymore. I am finally free. My heart is spoken for nothing. Oh, no. and I praise you. I don't know. Oh, that one. and I worship you. You don't know that one? So, I don't. Oh, uh, uh, so here's the thing. Right when I started getting into my faith was, yeah. was early, early high school. And uh, I got, you know, placed into the worship band very quickly. That was weird. <laughs> They're like, hey, let's get this athlete who uh, cusses worse than his future daughter does. And uh, let's 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 have him be the lead singer for this worship team. <laughs> um, it's one of the songs that we did 
Okay. And I tell you, it's the weirdest thing because like, like you said, like, you were shocked when you heard that I was doing this. I'm shocked. I, I got goosebumps in the car driving by myself, listening to this song because this song connected back to like my early faith. And I oh, was like, cute. Yeah. I was, I yep. was like, man, it yep. brought me back to a time that I was holy and innocent and loving, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. I, yeah. so I, I, I am in the car listening to the song that was probably released 25 years ago, 20 years right. ago. Right. And, uh, you know, it, it, it hit me and it's like, yeah, the words of the song are good, you know, covered by your love divine child of the risen Lord to hear you God say that this one's mine. My heart is spoken for. It's like God, you know, we are gods, essentially, whether we like it or not, you know, like he's he's claimed us and all this stuff. But it wasn't really like the content of the song. The whole reason that I connected back was that it brought me back to that place. It brought me back to being a young teenager, excited about faith, excited about life. Uh, and I'm the opposite of those things now. So it brought me back to a very special place. Um, and I just think that the power of, of nostalgia is strong, but um, also... Uh, in Revelation, it says, "Return to your first love." Right? Mm, it's, it's not mm-hmm. talking about like don't 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 leave your husband or wife and go back to your high school sweetheart. Well, in, for you, it's the same person. I uh, but, <laughs> yeah, but for you know, for me, it's not go back to that girl that you dated, you know, in in high school. But it's like return to where you first fell in love, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like a romantic thing to do in a relationship, right? Like, oh, this is where we had our first date, or this is where we had our first anniversary, or what, or whatever, right? Um, but when it comes to faith, it is recommended by the Lord and by a lot of spiritual <laughs> leaders. If you're struggling in faith to go back to things hmm. that have worked in the past, you know, or, or moments from the past and, and pray I with those. That. And it, it was yeah. really special. So have, have you had a moment like that where you're like just completely blindsided by God with something uh, spiritually from your past? Oh yeah, no, I think you're right. And I think it's interesting what you said about it being, especially with music, um, Bebo Norman does that for me. Do you remember Bebo Norman? I do remember Bebo. <laughs> what a name, huh? What were his hits? Is look that guy even walk down this mountain? Do you remember that song? So I wish I could sing like you, but um, we used to play it at the end of every retreat that we would staff, and we would play it. We would blast it, and as a whole I staff. I am nothing without you. <laughs> I love Bebo. God, I love that guy. But every time I hear Bebo Norman, but especially walk down this mountain. Um, it brings me right back. And I was just staffing a retreat, a high school retreat a couple of weekends ago. And there was so much that kept bringing me back, Taylor. I mean, like getting in the bunk beds, you know, like getting in the, like, I mean, just the whole retreat. We were at Choye, which means something. Oh, remember when I didn't have a mansion? This is nice. (laughs) Stop. You're the worst. (laughs) Just all the things like having to, like just the, the glasses or just the, like, I mean, all of it. We had the affirmation bags we made. We did all the things like we had the kids write on flash paper. We did a faith walk, like that entire weekend was like one big trigger. <laughs> it's like, golly, but doing the worship in the morning and the, and the games, I hadn't played some of the, because we had COVID. So, and before this, I was doing youth ministry constantly. So like you forget, even though it was so much of your every day, those of us who still do ministry in this, this way, it was funny. It was actually, I have to be honest, 
Taylor, it was kind of hard because there were so many people not there. It kind of reminded me, you're going to think I'm so dramatic and I know, but it reminds me of the Avengers or when, um, in Infinity Wars or whatever, like when half the people are there and half the people aren't there or whatever, like it felt like ghosts were there because the last time I was at Choye, there were a bunch of people that were doing this work with me. And at this time there were only three of us and we kind of had moments where we were like, this is kind of sad. Like we miss our friends. So I don't know if it made it sad for you, but, um, I wasn't prepared, I guess. So that's definitely something that I need to sit with that more, actually, now that you're bringing this up. <laughs> you're welcome. This is our spiritual episode. Thanks, uh, Taylor. You're this, my spiritual director. This is the one that we planned for Allison. Those are usually the holy episodes. And then I didn't have any other notes, so you're stuck with the holy episode. <laughs> Allison, the holy convert, I know. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Usually I bring her my problems and she brings me answers. You're just like, I know, Taylor, I'm in a worse place. I'm like, oh, this is actually helpful for my spiritual life too. Um, <laughs> but it, it just reminded me a lot that that a a healthy spiritual practice is like if you're especially if you're struggling in faith or things are just kind of dry, you're not really excited about it. Like, what were the things that one excited you about faith, but then also going mm. back to those moments and praying with those moments, or like if there was a song that meant a lot to you, go listen to it and pray with that. Um, That's brilliant, or, or actually. E yeah, I love that. Even just like you know, I, I don't feel like God loves me right now. Go back to a moment where you felt God's love and be like, oh, well, uh, like you know, you have to make a decision. Was that moment real, or is this moment? Are you being dumb in this moment? You know, like there's you have to make the choice and 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 and, and pray with those things. So. Um, I heard a priest once talk about, um, uh, he compared it to David and how David went and collected five pebbles for battle and ended up only using one. Um, but he's like, keep five things in your back pocket at all time. Five spiritual moments where you felt incredibly connected to God. Um, some people are like, I only have three. Okay, well then you have three pebbles. It still works, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, this isn't really a math problem, everybody. You don't actually have to fight a giant. You'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but to, to keep, like, the, the five moments. You know, maybe it yeah. was your, your confirmation or a moment in high school mm -hmm. or the, your, your wedding day or, or um, you know, a retreat or something like that. To keep those five moments in to where if you are feeling spiritually down or, or dry or, like, you know, where's God? Why doesn't he listen to me? Does he even answer prayers? Do we can go back to, oh, I knew God was here and he answered a prayer here. Um, so, you know, I might, it doesn't help, you know, you might not still go know what's going on right now, but it could help you be, you know, uh, maybe you won't jump off the train like we talked about earlier. <laughs> Jeez. God. This is a lantern in your dark tunnel. Right. How about yeah, that? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All Using gas. Yeah. Like when I was little and I had to go and light the flame. I'm kidding. We didn't. <laughs> Taylor I, likes to pretend. I, I, I thought I was learning something about history. Yeah, I can't right now. <laughs> <laughs> we used torches. That's what we were using back in the day. That yeah. would have been cool, though. <laughs> no, I think that's I think that's really great. And now, actually, God, Taylor, sorry that I'm not as enlightened as Allison, but I'm over here saying thank you. I'm now going to go welcome. do that. I'm going to go find five things. <laughs> What a, what, a, what a rare day. Taylor's talking about his feelings and holy stuff. Maybe maybe this is Taylor at the retreat. Who knows? I wanted to give you all the experience. I'm tired of people just thinking I'm a clown. I can I can do I can do real Jesus things. <laughs> this actually was a pitch for Taylor. If you like to book Taylor for one of your talks and retreats. I can be a clown or I can be, you know, the uh talky person. Yep. Yep. That, that, yep. I don't know. I couldn't figure out what they were called. 
And he can sit his ass down. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's it for us today. I'll be back next week. Say it. <laughs>